So welcome to uh, the Blur Talk Podcast, brought to you by the Blur Initiative, where we talk about things more than just anime, because we're more than just anime. So today we have a guest, uh, Netta, who is the founder, CEO, head honcho at Lustus Love Boutique, where she sells handmade jewelry, t-shirts, fashionable accessories, waist beads, etc. Um... Today's topic is going to be about the benefits of matriarchy, which is an interesting topic because, uh, well, it was your idea. And I wasn't surprised that you came up with this idea because I know you. Uh, but you're what I would describe as a strong Black independent woman. And uh, that's not shade on my end. I know it could be used as shade to describe a Black woman who is like aggressive, I guess, quote unquote. What are your thoughts on that particularly, and would you call yourself a strong black independent woman? So I would call myself a strong black independent woman, but I also look at that term as a unique situation for each woman, like mm-hmm. in that each woman can define for themselves. For me, no, it's a person, it's a woman that's able to take care of herself, take care of her family, pretty much do what she gotta do to get things done. It doesn't mean that she doesn't ask for help. It doesn't mean that she's like, oh, I don't need a man. It doesn't mean mean that she's out here trying to do everything on her own. Mm-hmm. To me, being strong is being able to be your best self, put yourself first if you need to, to be what you have to be for everybody that's in your life. That's my personal definition, but we know Everybody looks strong, independent women's oh aggressive. Yeah, everybody, everybody don't like think that. the same. <laughs> so yeah, because normally it seems like when people say strong black independent woman is like uh that they paint the picture that they're saying they don't need a man for anything. But uh at least you're not uh one of those the people who feel like, oh, I don't I don't need a man anything for anything. And you're you you're as I know you, I've grown to know that you are you're passionate about how, about how you feel and that i mean nothing wrong with that at all there's nothing wrong with that at all um one thing i noticed though when you said the benefits of matriarchy is like almost as if you're saying there's without a doubt benefits from this am i reading that correctly yes so personal opinion and based off like what i've looked into it there are benefits of it like we know we function in a patriarchal society and mm-hmm we function it's everything's focused on the man the male's bloodline what does your dad do women take the man's name and all of these things and women just kind of fall as secondary in that situation but when you look at the reality of how households work how families function women are very essential to all of these things so just imagine a society where women were actually running things and actually in charge and actually focus on the woman's bloodline versus the male bloodline. Mm-hmm. 17% of societies in the world are actually matriarchal. And in those societies, they actually have more of a community focus, not focused on the individual and the family. It's more focused on the collective as a whole. And it's not a situation of women being put up of men like i'm better than you i'm gonna put you down but mm-hmm. you're running 
and you everybody is expected to do their part like why wouldn't that be a benefit in any society with looking at a collective versus individualism so is it, so okay so it's more about equality than like you said then like because i mean patriarchy i was looking at uh the definition of patriarchy or just patriarchy in general and it it does uh, you can't interpret it as that they're trying to say the man is like stepping on the or anybody that's deemed weaker by whatever it means by so or by class or gender or whatever the case yeah. may be. And I mean, um, I noticed that. So I was raised, I guess you could say, a matriarchal household. It was just me and my mom. So I never had the experience of a patriotic household. But uh, my mom is, I would consider her also like a strong black independent woman. She never once not have, she never once said that she didn't need a man for anything, right? But I, I can, when I was thinking about this and going over the topic, I was like, <laughs> the matriarchy is more, uh, it's not, it's not toxic. Like patriarchy sounds like it could be. And I'm not, I'm not saying that just cause you're the guest on the, or for the show or you, you know what I'm saying for this topic. But um, as far as the toxicity of patriarchy, that's another podcast topic, but um, it's just like, so do you feel like the um, result of a single parent household, like where the mom is the custodial parent, would you say that is uh, the norm for a, a matriotic household? Or does it like, like you say, is, this, is it more geared towards the community? Like which one is more the norm? So I think, I don't think me feeling that it's a benefit is a result of me coming from a single parent household. Mm -hmm. I also recognize that within our community, there are more families where there's a single mother. Mm -hmm. The mother's family is the focus and takes care of the kids and helps with the things. Like I do come from a single parent household, but, and in that aspect, like it was six kids. My mom is two of six. Mm -hmm. but there were two parents in her household. And even with there being two parents in that household, my aunt and my aunt, mom and uncle still grew up with the mindset of we take care of us, mm -hmm. you know, so we are our own tribe. Yes. I know my grandpa's family or whatever the case may be, but I'm much closer to my grandma's side, much closer to my mom's side. I know my dad. I know my siblings on my dad's side but again most closer more closer to my mom's side because like they were there they were the person people that were always there and that just tends to be more normal in our culture than it should be but I think in the two-parent home you still have the benefit of some of those matriarchal behaviors mm -hmm. because if the woman's running it because we all we always we always look at it like oh the man's in charge the man's running well we really we really know it's the women that run the house like how many men, how many men back in back in the day mm -hmm. if i came home gave your grandma the money she took care of all the bills she paid everything she made sure everything was taken care of she bought all the stuff he bought the money and went to work mm -hmm. ran the house mm -hmm. what i'm saying so realistically yeah, like, i can i can see I can see what you're saying with that. Yeah, so it's not to that, and that's just based off my 
perspective and, you know, understanding of a lot of our um, foundations, even, even now, like, uh, in America, like, at a overall society level, we're a patriarchal society. Right. We have more male-focused things, but then when you get into niche communities and cultures and parts of the country, we more so focused with on the women and what's going on with women. Do you feel like uh, are gender roles a factor in a matriarchal household, or is that strictly a construct of patriarchy? So from some of the stuff that I did read, it did say that in some of the societies, it's still like women do the things that women do. It's not, oh, well, we're running it. So now you got to take care of the house. So it's like more of a say, so they have more say, so more input. More say, yeah, more say, so Mm -hmm. more decision making um, when it comes to the laws and how things are running. But it's not expected that okay, I'm the woman, so you go in the kitchen and cook, and you take care of these kids, and I'm going to work. You know, it's not seen that way. Again, it's based off the amount of research that I've done, which is not going to say it was extensive. Like I, I'm in school, all that other stuff, the research. But mm. it, when you look at it, it explains that, the like, like I said, the whole is taken into consideration. So as the woman, we are nurturers. So in this matriarchal society, they continue to nurture. They continue to, you know, do you know, womanly things that they we typically do in the relationships. In, and even but gender roles don't necessarily mean that you aren't independent and strong. Mm-hmm. We both consider me a strong, independent woman, and I tend to fall into gender roles in my relationships with people that I'm dealing with. Like, do you have I, a pro- do you have an issue with that or are you just like it is what it no, is? No, like it's just people are, people actually tend to be surprised because of how assertive and dominant I am. Like you don't know how many times I've been told at work, oh you don't want to be seen as the aggressive black woman and blah blah blah. I like, believe it. <laughs> like but believe it or not, I had to get a little assertive this week while my manager was out and everything that I had a problem with was fixed immediately. It wasn't just like, oh, well, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. No, this is an issue. This is an issue now. These are the facts about this issue. This is what I need done to fix it. Yeah, and I think, it, no, I, was, I think it's a fine line between uh, like being assertive and then aggressiveness, like, because it's, how can you tell which is which? As far as a man, I, for me, it's, it's hard. Like if, if a woman like basically puts her foot down and is like, this is what's gonna happen. I'm like, yo, like you aggressive as fuck. Like, what are you doing? You know, but for on your perspective, it is assertiveness, right? And but so- it's, and how you pre- It's in how you present it though. Is that the whole tone? Tone, choice of words. Um, like in my, in my situation, I had a situation the other day and I usually don't, tell my partner like oh do this I'm I need you to do this you have to do those words don't come out of my mouth Mm -hmm. but the other day I was just like do me a favor meet me downstairs like I'm it was just that was the I'm coming over but it Mm -hmm. was it wasn't it wasn't in a dominant way it wasn't me trying to like I can imagine how that sounded though like (laughs) it was it was but it was just I was like do me a favor meet me downstairs in 15 minutes 
Like that's all. Mm-hmm. That was it. And it was no argument. It was no, you can't tell me what to do, blah, 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 blah. Like I am, like I said, I tend to fall into gender roles. It's my responsibility to, to make sure my man eat. I don't know why mm-hmm. I have to cook for you, but I'm, did you eat today? Did yeah. you, you want me to, I'm cooking, blah, blah, blah. Do you want me to bring it to you? Or, you know, you want to go like, I, I don't know why that's just my thing. And um, at one point I lived with a guy and we still functioned in very traditional ways. Like I did most of the cleaning, I did most of the cooking, but he cooked. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like solely on me. So even being the strong independent woman, I'm still soft when allowed to be. And I think that's one of the things that people tend to miss, especially with women in our community like we are forced in situations where we have to be the sole provider we have to be assertive we're not allowed to break down we're not allowed to be soft like when a black woman is dealing with mental health it's not viewed as her having mental health issues it's viewed as her having an attitude it's viewed as her being you know that's that's interesting i never so (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i'm guilty of some of that stuff like if uh I never knew if uh, a woman or any woman I was in conversation with came at me with an attitude or I felt was an attitude. I never considered what may be going on with her. I just felt like, oh, she got an attitude. I ain't, I'm not dealing with that. And then I just go about my business. Um, but I think, um, so, I mean, I guess that is a, what can be taught in a matriotic household is that the, you say the equality, uh, the gender roles don't have to be, it's not like, um, it's more suggested, I guess you were saying. Yeah, then, 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 ab- then, then absolute. absolute. Yeah. yeah. So it's more, it's more suggested. Uh, it's not like a, a matriarch is not how woman is taking over the house. Like I'm in charge, pounding her chest through the house. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, I don't want to say a softer approach, but it is a very, it seems like it's a less toxic approach to a family household because like with patriarchy, like it's just like, I do what I say type of thing. And it's like, come like, damn, like that's like, it's a lot. That would be the but I'll even, But I'll even be, I'll even say to be fair, by definition, what we see as a patriarchal society versus what it, what the definition of it is and what it should be. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has become a toxic thing. Like it wasn't, by definition, it's not a toxic thing. It has become toxic because of how it's presented to us and what we're used yeah. to. Yeah, I think you know, I think kind of society has grabbed a hold of it and perverted it <laughs> into a, a a dirty thing, a nasty thing. Um, I can't agree with that is uh it just seems like like i said i was raised by my mom so not my mom wasn't like a like a soft person she was like hardcore she was tough on us or whatever and but it never came off to me like uh as being toxic i mean you know when you quick tangent you know how when you look back on stuff like how you grew up and you're like damn that was kind of like messed up you know what i'm saying but you don't mm-hmm. take it at that so, but it's like when it's with on the um, other side of patriarchy, it could be seen as toxic, but not so. 
by societal standards when when it's matriarchy. And I just think that's an interesting concept to like, just, I wonder what differs the two. Like why, why does one make one toxic and the other not? Again, I think it's just because of how, how the systems were put in place. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you really think about it, like we live in America, it's not like we are following the customs and traditions of the people that were here prior to people coming over and taking plane. Like that's not, that's not the position that we're in. So to even explore that, you would have to look into what were Native American cultures like, like African people from Africa, the whole continent of Africa traveled the world well before Europeans. So mm-hmm. like, what did the culture look like when the Africans interacted with the Native Americans that were here? Like what that possibly could have been also patriarchal societies, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. That history, we don't have that information. And they could have been very healthy, non-toxic societies. Like you just got to look at where our current generation. Like what this society that we in, where does this stem from? Like who is we we all know, like if you are a heterosexual, cisgender white man in America, like you're here, top tier, expected to everything to go your way. And you know, that's just what we have become accustomed to. Mm -hmm. Our generation is accepting it. Less, I think each generation accepts it less and fights against it more. It's yeah, it seems like this generation is not taking no shit from the older. Listen, like I enter so just with me managing different age groups throughout the years and like seeing, I think the oldest person that I've managed was like in his 70s, and the youngest person that I've managed was like 15 and a half, like very fresh, and just seeing the interesting difference in the dynamic and how the generations interact and what's expected and what's being said and how people are spoken to. Even with my little cousin, she's about to be 14 in the way that she's allowed to express herself and the things that she's allowed to say. Even my nephew, he just turned 11, like the things he's allowed to say and the ways he's allowed to express himself versus how me and my sister and my cousins were, like we were allowed to say how we felt. You just had to be respectful. Respect was the top thing. Mm-hmm. They say some things, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then yeah. when you sit and think about it, like, no, they're 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 owed that same level of respect that older people are owed. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the younger generations they get it and see it. Like, no, just because you're old doesn't mean you know everything. Just because you're old doesn't mean I have to respect you if you're disrespecting me. And I am full on that. I'm full on with that. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I think each generation just kind of accepts less of it and just makes an effort to make a bigger change and be more understanding, even though when you look at things from the outside, it looks like America is trash. I mean, it got its trash ways. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Realistically, like, there aren't too many places in the world I would say I would actually go and feel like I would be comfortable because most people in the world don't like Americans. Yeah. They don't, they don't, <laughs> and that, like, on a quick tangent, like, they don't, see color they just see nationality and once they realize you're an american you're like no matter if you're white black orange or blue you're like disgusting you're like a leper or something but yeah with uh i mean i guess it'll be interesting to see as time goes on 
as far as the patriarchy and matriarchy, like which one over if one overcomes the other, like if matriarchy overcomes patriarchy down the line, uh, because it's like it seems like there are more things happening in the uh, politically and socially as far as women's rights and et cetera. So I wonder how far the push will go, and if that if they push hard enough, will then the standard uh, societal standard will be matriarchy over patriarchy. And I think, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm interested to see. Like after just looking, like and like kind of like researching a little bit about both, I'll be I'm I'm all for it to be honest with you. I'm not but gonna lie. I'm I am for it in the sense that we make sure it doesn't become something toxic. Because yeah. it potential to become toxic as well. Like we have people who grow up in single parent, single mother households who don't horrible. Mm-hmm. And so we know just because you're a woman, you're maternal, you know, you're the main truck doesn't mean that you are always a representation of where real mature is. Mm-hmm. And when it really depends on how it's pushed, because feminism gets a bad name of like, oh no, it's talk like t- feminism, you know, to me has is on the verge of becoming toxic, even though in itself- Yeah, I can see, I can see. You know, it's yeah. it's a good thing. Like we want those equal, we want to be treated equally. Like I wanna be able to say, all right, me and you exact same qualifications for this job, you know, exact same skills, resume look very similar, if not look very similar. And, we both get offered the job. I want to the starting offer to be the same, mm-hmm. you know. And I say starting offer because part of women making less is because women don't always negotiate, so it has to be taken into consideration. Like, why is that? I think it's just how based on what we're taught. We're t- we are taught not to speak up. Like when you speak up, you become demanding. You're too assertive. You're too aggressive mm-hmm. to upset the male ego. Like we are really taught at a young age that it's not about how we feel. It's about how we make the man feel. Mm-hmm. Like, what's comfortable for you, not what's comfortable for us. So when you do speak up, when you do ask for more, when you do ask for the things that you deserve, you're looked at as asking for too much. hmm when in reality, we're probably not asking for enough, to be honest. Uh, you know, I mean, there are other factors that go into it. Mm. So like I said, femininity is on the verge of like becoming very toxic and appearing to be toxic to some people. Like if you tell a man, oh yeah, I'm a feminist, he's just also you hate me. Yeah, he probably get defensive. Yeah, probably get like defensive. Whatever. He probably freezes up like, oh, nope. He just, I don't want nothing to do with that. Right, when in reality, no, I just want women to be able to, in public and societal areas, function and be treated equally. What you do in your home is your choice. You know, like mm-hmm. if you prefer for the man to tell you what to do all the time, then hey, so be it. That's, you like it, I love it. It's your relationship, whatever makes you happy. But I don't want the devil standard of dude out here sleeping with three and four girls and he the man and homegirl over here sleeping with three and four. I mean, that, that is a reality, though. Like, there you are know, some. 
there are some who, well, I don't know anybody personally, but from just going through the internet, there have been, I saw stories of people who in our patriotic household and the man, he brings the money. It's like, a, a, I think it was Kevin Samuels who brought it up. I'm not going to get into too much with Kevin Samuels, but it's just like, I think he was telling a story or was talking about something about how um, a high level man making X amount of money, he calls the shots or whatever in a patriotic household. He do whatever the hell you want to do, but you're the one, oh, not you, but you know, the woman's at home taking care of the house and the, the home, the kids, but yet the man is out doing whatever and that like almost like it was okay or something that's why the, the interpretation i took from it and i'm just like i don't know a lot like, of people a lot of people say that like oh he makes all the money he pays all the bills he can do whatever he wants to do but in reality if that woman wasn't in that house to take care of the household to clean to do the cooking like if she is a person that stays at home like realistically how much money would you spend on daycare mm. how much would you spend to have a housekeeper how much money would you spend to have a cook or eat out or whatever the case may be? Like, we can't act like the va- the things that women do in the home don't have value. Right. Don't be in a situation where both people are working. Okay, so we both go to work all day. We both work 40 plus hours a week, but I'm expected to do all of this by myself. Like, I still got to come home and take care of the kids and do homework and bath time and you know, to conferences by myself, like that's not, that's not okay. Yeah, it's not ideal. You know, it, mm. it, it's just not okay. Not even ideal, it's not okay. Like you make kids too, dude. Like I need you to at least yeah. take weekends or something so I can get some- Some rest or something or- <laughs> You know, like it's, it's, it's really, we re- we're really taught that it's like men can do whatever they want. And then in our community, it's also a weird situation because we're taught that we're taught that belief by society, but then at the same time, our men are often pushed out of our homes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it then creates the idea that, well, if the man, the man is the one that has to say and can do all the things he's supposed to do X, Y, and Z, but he's not here, then it's the, the focus is finding a man. Mm-hmm. And, like getting a man to take care of you but like I'm not gonna tell you the amount of Facebook groups I'm in with women in the conversation is always it's mostly about men and I'm like okay <laughs> we don't have nothing else to talk about but you know that's your reality it is what it is Interest- overnight. <laughs> yeah interestingly interestingly enough so being that I am obviously I'm a man or whatever that I would be more on the patriarchal side of structure of, the, uh, of that structure system or whatever you want to call it. So, but being that I have a daughter that changes everything like for me, because it's like, so when I was like, say I was doing the research cause I'm, I am going to have a patriotic uh, episode a uh, podcast episode. So I was, when I was doing the research and I was looking at stuff, I'm like, I would not want my daughter to like, just sit in the household, take care of kids, unless she wants to. If she wants to do that, by all means, go ahead. But if she, if a man is demanding that she do, or you know what I'm saying, it's like dominating over her about it, I'm like, oh, no, nah, we're gonna have to, we're <laughs> gonna have to handle it. So being that I have a daughter, now if I had a son, my, pers- my perspective will more than likely be different. 
right? But, you know what I'm saying? Because I'll be trying to teach him how to be a man, and then that will probably, you know what I'm saying, lead to that. But being that I have a daughter, it's probably what changed my perspective and my outlook on it. So I'm, I mean, I'm honestly on the matriarchal side, and patriarchy, as far as I'm concerned, is kind of toxic. Um, like I said, that will be covered in that episode, but but I mean, also knowing as a person, like, I think even if you had a son, I don't think you would teach the, those toxic behaviors because mm-hmm. that's not what you do. Right. Because these behaviors are learned behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see you, if you see him having those things that he's learning from the outside or trying to replicate what he see other people do, like, I would assume you'd be like, no, we don't do that. That's not okay. And this mm-hmm. Not just saying don't do this because I say don't do it, but explaining why it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like your approach to people in general is very logical. And yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> even if you had a son, you'd be like, look, I mean, if you want her to stay home, then this is what you need to do to present the situation where she's okay. Like mm-hmm. make understands if you're gonna ask that of her, this is how you need to treat her in that situation. Don't demand it, give her a choice. Yeah. Like you can ask. Yeah, I'm definitely like it's like a decision is basically made that I'm on the matriarchal side. Uh, when I like, cause I was reading this book by Bell Hooks called "The Will to Change," and she is basically um a, a anti toxic masculinity book. Um, basically like how men can connect with their feelings and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I'm for that, huh? You know, I'm for men connecting with their feelings, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, cause I mean that that's like. <laughs> that separates the man from that toxic mentality, like that you're not allowed to have feelings outside of violence or showing violence or being angry. Uh, but since I think, I think that's what led me to feel the way I feel about both sides. So I'm just, <laughs> just thinking about it. Just like, Oh man, <laughs> like raising kids is no joke. Um, but I mean, I mean, that's all I have to say about Ellie. I don't know if you have anything else you want I mean, to add. The raising kids part, like I don't have my own kids, but being a part of several villages for kids, for a soon to be 14 year old, 11 year old, soon to be eight year old. And my goddaughter is about to be one. Like I can see both sides and I often advocate and fight. Like my nephew is, very empathetic, very empathetic. Mm. If we're fussing and arguing, he is going to be upset. He might cry. And I encourage him, if you feel that way, that's okay. However you feel. I do agree. You know, you're, you're able to feel what you're feeling in the moment, even if it's anger. You're allowed to be angry. You're not allowed to take your anger out on anybody else, but you're allowed to be angry. Mm-hmm. I personally, like, have made, I personally make sure that any Black men that I come in contact with, regardless of our interaction, I try to make sure that he understands in dealing with me, this is a safe space. If you're angry, if you want to cry, whatever the case may be. And in my relationships, it takes a long time to get guys to really see that it is okay to open up. It is okay to be not okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay communicated, you know, because women are not we're all taught the same thing men don't cry they do this they do that and then you have some women 
who are just like, oh, if you cry, you're 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 not a man, or if you're vulnerable with them, they kind of throw it in your face, like, you know. So mm-hmm. did this the matriarchal side of it and the female focus side of it can have its toxic areas too. Definitely. <laughs> Making sure you avoid it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it don't seem like it's as highlighted. I mean, I think my opinion is heavily biased because I was re- kind of raised by my by a single mom, and I have a daughter. So that line is th- with women on both sides, like you know, what I'm saying um, before me and after me. So I think my opinion is going to be catered to matriarchy. But I mean, that's okay. I mean, if you don't like it. Yeah, it's like if people don't like it, then I don't I don't really particularly care. <laughs> you know, I, I just it is what it is. Everybody's right to their opinion. So but uh I think thank you, Netta, for joining me on this podcast. Thanks uh for having me. It wasn't as bad as I thought. You know I'd be nervous about new things. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I think um you think you're the second guess. Yeah, technically you're the second. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm um, hopefully I can have you again. Actually, I have plans. I have another topic that I think will be good with you. Uh let me see if I can find it somewhere. I don't know. It's somewhere on my phone. All right. Whenever I find <laughs> it and it's a solid, like I'm I'm stamping on it, I'll let you know, see where your head is at about it, and then we'll move on from there. Definitely let me know. This is fine. But but thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited for the, for the I'm excited for the uh the new concept of these the podcasts I'm trying to do here. So hopefully, I can. I, I, I like it too because it's it's important to understand that as nerds, as black nerds, as blurs, we're we're more than just yes. Games. It's not just anime. It's not just video games. It's not just yeah, like people be surprised when I be like, oh no, I'm a nerd. No, no. Trust me. Yeah. Well, I never had that issue. When I say I'm a nerd, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, go figure." But <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're not we're not just people sitting in basements and and like in the dungeons and stuff, like just slaving over a computer. Well, I'm probably slaving <laughs> over a computer. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, not stereotypically, we're not. That's not what we. Yeah, because there's but, other things that affect us. Like, yeah, before we're anything, we are black in America. So and there are plenty of. Well, yeah, thank you for for coming. Uh, I guess we'll catch you next time on the Blur Top Podcast. Mm-hmm.